into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check out our website at hitthatline.com for all types of great interviews, articles, podcasts, videos, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. Lots of things to get to today. Matt Moscona actually of ESPN 104.5 in Baton Rouge, is going to be uh, joining us in an interview that we had with him on the morning rush this morning in a preview as we were continuing that on of all of the SEC football opponents that Arkansas will be playing uh, this upcoming 2019 season. So really interesting stuff from him. In fact, that's really where I wanted to start the podcast because there was a comment he made, and you'll hear it in the interview here in just a little bit, dealing with Chad Morris and Arkansas and how you know when you when you when you're coming from the perspective of from LSU there was obviously a history between the two teams where Arkansas was always able to have LSU's number of ways um but not recently but Matt Moscona was really positive about the remarks he made about Chad Morris and one of the terms and phrases that he used dealing with uh dealing with Chad Morris was the fact that he feels like he's the right kind of hire. Not necessarily saying the right hire, but the right kind of hire. Even used the examples of uh, comparing him to Hugh Freeze and uh, possibly what he was able to do at Ole Miss, minus the whole black book of recruiting and problems and issues and all that. But that's neither here nor there. But the point is, is that when Matt Moscona used that term, the right kind of hire, it really... Uh, started and sparked a debate and conversation that we had on the show actually uh, this morning dealing with Chad Morris, the right kind of hire, and what that means. To me, when you're the right kind of hire at Arkansas, like Chad Morris is to somebody like Matt Moscona and many others, it's going off of the style, off of what works and what can work for Arkansas. The example was brought up with Brett Bielema and how that style, if you really look back on it, folks, you know, it, it, hindsight's twenty twenty. But if you really look back on it, we should have known. We all should have known that Brett Bielma was not going to be someone that worked out. It's not going to be somebody that actually knew how to win in the SEC, had a style and philosophy that could be successful in the SEC. It was just, it was not meant to be. And if you really look back on it and you look at it, it was because it was the style. Like, you cannot have a style like uh, Brad Bielma had and expect to be decent in the SEC. It's just it's not in the cards. So, when the complete opposite approach was taken with the hiring of Chad Morris, the hope was is that you can get somebody in who can't rely on just getting five-star recruits, four-star recruits year in and year out, and get somebody that can overcome a lot of those talent issues with the particular style that can be exciting, but it also can be problematic for opposing coaches, a.k.a. Nick Saban, or somebody like Ed Orgeron, or Jimbo Fisher. People who have good defenses, but can run into issues if they ever have to go up against a team that has a mobile quarterback, who does the RPO hurry-up offense, doesn't give the defense time to react, and all of that. And when Matt brought up those comments about Chad Morris, it really made me think and go back to the time when Chad Morris was hired 
because let's be honest, going two and ten has had a lot really bad impact and a negative impact on how people feel about Chad Morris, and I completely understand that, and I can completely understand why people are still not completely sold on him. But going back and kind of erasing that and looking at it from the perspective of how I felt about it when he was first originally hired, I remember that I was talking with Tyler Wilson, the former Razorback quarterback, about him and how he immediately just said right off the bat, he's like, this is what Arkansas needs. This is what Arkansas needs to have. They need a coach like this, a young, innovative coach who is an offensive mind, who's offensively driven, and can relate and recruit the state of Arkansas as well as the state of Texas with the type of football he plays and he coaches that can relate fully to these players that he's going after and recruiting. A coach that can insert a true freshman, true freshman, and be successful on the field because it is something that he is familiar with and something that he dealt with when he was in high school, and so there's not that real bad transitional period that some of these players can go to. That was the main point about it. And it really resonated with me because I I, I guess I don't really come from the perspective of a football mind. I know that's shocking to some of you. I don't come from that perspective. My perspective has always been about what works and what doesn't. And it simply is that. You know, Brett Bielma thought it would work, but it didn't move on. Chad Morris, it may work, but if it doesn't move on. You know, you just got to be able to take some risk. And sometimes some risks are worth the risky rewards that they may come with them. And I think that's what Chad Morris was. Chad Morris is somebody you got on the cheap as far as having, you didn't have to pay $7 million for a high-quality coach. He was an up-and-comer. He had experience on championship-caliber teams as an offensive coordinator at Clemson. You know, all the pieces kind of fit for what Arkansas was looking for. Now, and again, I'm not saying, and Matt's not saying, and no one's saying that Chad Morris is for sure going to get the job done and win national championships at Arkansas. But having that type of coach who understands how important recruiting is and who understands that in this league, you got to be offensive minded and you got to be quick, fast. You can't be just trying to overthink things. You can't be trying to play big man, big boy football. You got to go out there and you got to get it done at a high level very quickly. Like, that's what Chad Morris understands. And that's what I think a lot of people who look at Chad Morris and see him at the fit as Arkansas, why it could work out. Time will tell. We don't know. But the right kind of hire for Arkansas, that certainly seems what Chad Morris is. But is he the right man for Arkansas? That, my friends, is what we're going to have to wait on and wait on for probably a couple more years, unfortunately for all of you. But time will tell in that. I want to remind everybody before we get to Matt Moscona that you can get the Locked On Razorbacks podcast with the brand new podcasting app called Himalaya. You can also do it through Google Podcasts, Pod, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all that. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Razorbacks. It's really simple. And see, with the digital age, these are the easy things that you can make work. And it, it's just awesome. So remember, to get the show every day, subscribe to Locked On Razorbacks on the new Himalaya podcast app. And in every expanding podcast in the world, you need the Himalaya with their personally curated playlist and new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe Excuse me to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Matt Moscona of ESPN 104.5 in Baton Rouge coming up next. <laughs> 
You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Let's welcome in Matt Moscona of After Further Review on ESPN 104.5 in Baton Rouge. Matt, really appreciate you joining us. How are you doing this morning, man? John, I'm great, man. Always good to talk to you, bud. Hey, it's always good to talk to you, man. And I know that football season is months away, and I'm sure baseball season's still in full swing down there just like it is up here. But it's always going to be right. fun to talk a little football. But, you know, something we were bringing up about LSU and Ed Orgeron is I'll fully admit, man, I, you know, I wasn't sure about Ed Orgeron when he was hired at LSU. I didn't know how it would go, how it would last. But he's gotten better every year. And the way that season ended last year, obviously that seven-overtime game was a was a brutal one. But the way it ended last year and the hype that's coming along with it and some of the changes and maneuvers and adjustments that Orgeron has made in this upcoming season – I'm sure excitement for LSU football is starting to really rev up, and it's probably getting close to an all-time high right now, wouldn't you say? Yeah, certainly in Ed's time here, there's the most optimism that, that they've had and in, in now going into his third full season. You know, last year, it's just a polar opposite from, you know, like when you and I were in Atlanta last year at Media Days having conversations about that team, I mean, they, they had lost so much and the schedule was brutal and you know, they're coming off a season where they had lost to Troy and gotten blown out by Mississippi State. And the feeling around the program was overtly negative and it very much felt like Ed was coaching for his job. Well, you flip that into a, you know, a nine and three season, you win a, a, you know, a, a, a New Year's six game, you're at 10 and three. They return their starting quarterback and pretty much everybody. I mean, I know you lose Devin White and Greedy Williams, and I don't mean to, to minimize that because those are two great players, but, but the way LSU's recruited, I mean, they've, they've got five-star guys at both positions to replace those guys. So, I mean, and, and John, just when you consider the schedule, man, like Georgia rotates off and Vanderbilt rotates on. Mm-hmm. You know, Florida, Auburn, A&M all come to Baton Rouge this year. I mean, they do have to go to Alabama, and I don't see LSU winning that game. But other than that, I mean, Vegas will have LSU favored in every other game they play. So the, you know, the, the point is the expectations are just light years from where they were a year ago at this time. So, well, that was actually going to be my next question as far as the expectations go. I mean, what's reasonable here? Is it going to be like an 11, 12-win season? Are fans expecting to have a true legitimate shot of maybe making it into the college football playoff? Just what is the high expectation that fans have right now? Well, I guess you got you have to define what's reasonable, right, or, or what's realistic for fans. Right. Uh, I mean, it's look, Johnny, you know this as well as I do. You can sit here today on May 21st and say any fan can go, yeah, 10-2. and two. But the week they lose those two games, people are going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah. the way, it's just the way fans are. It's like, well, you said 10 and 2. But look, I, listen, it's impossible for me to imagine LSU beating Alabama. They've lost eight straight. It's like, it, and John, I'm not going to pick them to win that game again until they do it. It's just, there's, there's a physical hurdle, there's a mental hurdle. There's just a lot there that LSU can't clear with Alabama right now. So you look at every other game, and they're all winnable. Um, but it's the SEC and it's a grind. Like, is is Florida capable of coming to Baton Rouge and beating LSU? Sure. I mean, could LSU trip up at Texas in Week Two? Yeah. I mean, like, all of that could happen. But they could also win all those games. I mean, it, I would say ceiling for this team eleven and one. Uh, anything, anything worse than nine and three, and I think there's just bitter disappointment around here. Speaking with Matt Moscona, the host of After Further Review on ESPN 104 Baton Rouge right here on the Morning Rush this morning. 
Matt, uh, just looking at the schedule and and knowing what type of team that LSU is returning from last season, I mean, what what is if Al, if our if LSU was going to beat Alabama this year, if they were going to take that next big step this year, what is it that's going to be the difference from last year? What position? What player? What coach? Who is going to be the difference maker in taking the team from last year that won ten games to making the team win twelve, maybe even thirteen plus games this year? Well. Remember, they got shut out at home by Alabama. So right. if they're going to beat Alabama, they got to score. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I, I mean, I, I the the big change that they made, John, is they hired Joe Brady. And so a lot of people don't know his name, and I understand that he he was an assistant on Sean Payton's staff with the Saints. He's twenty eight years old. Um, he is one of these like you know wonderkin type guys on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, he played at William and Mary collegiately. He's he, if you watched any of the Saints last year, you know all the RPO stuff they did with Taysom Hill. If mm-hmm. you're familiar with that, right? Like that was all Joe Brady. So last year in the off season, the Saints staff spent a day, or LSU staff spent a day with Saints, and they were very impressed with Joe Brady. So I think they they eyed this move all along. Steve Ensminger still the offensive coordinator, but Brady they've given him the title as passing game coordinator and. By all accounts, he ran about 75% of the offensive practice during spring drills to implement this new system. And, John, I mean, I know I feel like we say it every year with LSU is this final of the year they get the offense going. Like, I, I get it. For everyone who's skeptical, you're right to be. But in the spring game this year, I mean, just understand this. Understand what I'm about to say to you. L- LSU football in their spring game this year did not take one snap under center. Wow. Like, LSU, not Texas Tech, <laughs> LSU football did not take a single snap under center in their spring game. So now how much of that translates into the fall? How efficient are they at it? I mean, that's all legitimate questions, and we'll see as the season moves along. But for the first time in probably two decades, there seems to be a real legitimate commitment to modernizing this offense. Like they, Ed Ogeron says, like, we do not have a football, a fullback on this team anymore. Like the, the position of fullback does not exist at, at LSU anymore. So mm. they're, they seem committed to, to doing something different, recognizing what they're doing isn't working offensively to beat the best teams on their schedule. So we'll see if it works, man. But they seem committed to doing something different. Well, Matt, what would you say would be this team's biggest weakness that they have? Because LSU, obviously, they recruit really well every year. They have a lot of talent. Uh, you mentioned some of the offensive changes that they've been going through, but just from what you've gathered and what you've seen through spring practice heading in the fall camp, what would you say is your biggest concern with this Tiger football team? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's the offensive line, and that's a that's a bad place to be weak. And you know, John, they return everybody on the O line, but when you return everybody from a bad unit, does that mean you're better? just because they're a year older. I mean, you hope so, uh, but but they were one of the worst teams in the country last year as far as sacks allowed. Um, they just they have to be better there, quite honestly. And part of maybe one of the reasons for optimism around here is the fact that with the, the new concepts offensively, I mean, just think Drew Brees. One of the reasons that – I'm not saying Joe Burrow is Drew Brees, but one of the reasons that Brees is one of the – is sacked so seldom is that – the pass, the passing game is an extension of the running game, and he gets rid of the ball very quickly. And I think that's in large part what this offense is looking to do as well. Maybe to alleviate some of that pressure on the offensive line. But if you want, like, where is the weakness? I mean, it was it was that offensive line a year ago, and they just they they got to be better. I mean, they just they have to be because they weren't good enough last year to beat 
teams like Alabama or, or the best teams on their schedule. Well, Matt, you know I got to ask you about the uh, the Arkansas Razorback game and the uh, quote unquote golden boot uh, between these two teams that has played every single. You can year. have it, John. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can keep the boot. Like yeah. I'd be happy if LSU wins the game, but you can have the boot. <laughs> I think it's how pretty much everybody yeah. is, it, dude. Melt it down. Let's let's, John. You and I will steal the boot. We'll melt it down. I know a guy that owns a We Buy Gold shop. We'll go sell it. You and I will split the cash. Hey, I, I'm all for it, man, because it's probably worth a lot as far as the gold that has plated in it. But hey, I'm like, it's the same way. So, and it's always fun to talk about this game because of that. But it's also one of those things where the Razorbacks last year, they only lost to LSU by a touchdown. Now, granted, LSU was in command of the game for the most part, but it was a closer game than what most people thought, at least going into it. Arkansas was just historically awful, went 2-10 and last year. People are hoping for better. Yeah. But just in your thoughts, that game is going to be in LSU or at LSU. It's going to be right before the big game against Texas A&M, second, week, uh, second to last week of the season. Just what's your overall thought on that matchup as far as Arkansas goes and just uh, your feelings on uh, the second year of Chad Morris? I I think I, I think the Chad Morris hire is absolutely the right kind of hire for Arkansas. Like Brett Bielema was trying to do what Alabama did and what LSU had done successfully for a while, and it's just you're you're not ever going to be able to recruit. I don't mean you. I'm just saying you know right. just in, in general programs that don't have a a built-in recruiting advantage will never be able to recruit at that level to be able to compete with that style of football with an Alabama or even a Georgia. Um, at times, LSU did that really successfully. They obviously don't now. But um, I, I think you have to – I don't want to say gimmicky because that makes it sound um, sort of insincere, but I think you need a different concept offensively, and I think Chad Morris is, is the right kind of hire. I, I don't have any doubts that he's going to do what he does really well there. Will, will Arkansas become a championship-level program? I I don't know. It's just really hard to imagine anybody, you know, usurping Alabama at this point in, in right. the West. I mean, at some point, at some point, someone else is going to have to win. It just feels like that's not anytime soon. Uh, I'm curious about this Arkansas team. I mean, I, I know they got a couple of transfer quarterbacks in there to see who wins that gig, but it feels like if Chad Morris ever gets his guys, I know they got a kid from right a kid from SMU transferred in. It's like if. If he ever gets his guys in there that know how to run his concepts and do it efficiently, I think they can be really good. And they're probably – I mean, I would think if you want to comp, John, I would say look at look at what Ole Miss was with Hugh Freeze, and I think Arkansas can be that. And, I mean, there's – I mean, Ole Miss beat Alabama a couple of times. Mm-hmm. They gave a lot of people headaches. They you know, they won a Sugar Bowl. I mean, it's you can say what you want about Q and his recruiting or his little black book or whatever the case may be, but the fact of the matter is he's a good football coach and, and he – he brought the kind of, pro, of style you need to be successful at a place where you're maybe at a little bit of a disadvantage recruiting. I don't think that's being disrespectful. I mean, I think you can understand that the, the, the in-state recruiting base in Arkansas isn't what it is in, in a Florida or a Georgia or a Louisiana or a Texas. So but I, I think it's the right kind of hire. And if Arkansas fans are patient with, um, with Chad Morris, I think he's going to do really well there, man. Well, hey, I mean, at this point in time, since Arkansas is coming off a 2-10 and ten season, I think most Razorback fans would sign up for a few phrase right. type of success right now. So they're just looking to make a bowl game this year, and that's kind of the, the hope and goal. But uh, I think some, some people are still on Chad Moore, still think that he can get the job done, but we'll see how it plays out, that is for sure. Matt Moscona, host of After Further Review on ESPN Baton Rouge, covering LSU. Really appreciate you hopping on with us, Matt, and if I get a hold of that trophy, man, I'll let you know and we'll, we'll find your guy, all right? Done. Thanks, John.
You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. And remember, you can subscribe to this show on the new Himalaya podcast app, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play the podcast Locked On Razorbacks. It's as simple as that. Appreciate everybody listening in. Same podcast time, same podcast channel. Tomorrow afternoon, have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.